Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you all for coming in and joining us on this Saturday, game day. It is Vol Nation time in Tennessee. And as we have been, we're going to continue our Vol Nation series right now. And we have a very special guest in studio with us, Chris Treese. He's an author. He's also a talk show host. He's a speaker. And also, guys, I want you guys to know as well that later on in the program here, we're going to have Butch Jones, uh, the head coach for the University of Tennessee. So we are absolutely excited about that. So I want you guys to stay aboard so that we can hear that interview uh, in the third segment. We're going to have Coach Jones on. But without any further ado, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. I I, I like the intro. It's hot. You like that? I like that. We are the hottest radio show in, on the internet. <laughs> no, so so Chris, you know, um, thank you for coming in. And we, we started this Vol Nation series on the strength of Eric Ainge's interview that he did with us. And really, the one thing that we found in that interview was, you know, he kept on talking about why Knoxville was so special, why Vol Nation was so special. So you know, Mark had the idea, Hey, you know what? That would be a great series to have people come talk about why they chose Knoxville. Talk about the, everything revolving around the university of Tennessee. So that's what we're doing. And that's why we have you here. So why don't you tell me first, because you have a a career that spans, you know, quite a long time. You've done a lot of stuff in your career. So one of the things that I, I, I think is most interesting, you played at Tennessee from 1986 to 1990. Um, but I, one of the things I want you to talk about, your first choice was actually not Tennessee. No, it wasn't Tennessee. It yeah. was actually Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. I transferred. I'm originally from East Tennessee in Morristown, born and raised. And I um, graduated, transferred my right before my senior year to Murfreesboro, Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, played on a losing team up here. And you know, my dad took a job with Nissan in Middle Tennessee. So Murfreesboro, Oakland had just won the state the year before. Mm-hmm. And they had a running back, James House, that went to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously there were ties there now because James had went down to College Station. So I was being recruited by Jackie Sherrill. He came in and said, hey, I want you to come and play here. At that time, they put a lot of defensive backs in the league, and they were winning a lot of conference championships. So it was just a natural fit for me to go there, even though I grew up watching Tennessee right. up here. Right. And, and like I was telling Mark, I, the defining moment for me had to be the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. game against Miami because uh, we're all watching that game, and nobody gave Tennessee a shot at all. And then 35-7, best team probably in Tennessee history outside of 98, and, you know, here I am. Absolutely. Well, you know, being that you're from Middle Tennessee, you also went to two different high schools as well, correct? Yeah, uh, Morristown West and then Murfreesboro, Oakland. Did and you get recruited by <laughs> Oakland or something? How did that work? No, uh, you know, I, I had seen them because they traveled up here to play Jeff County, and mm-hmm. Jefferson County was our big rival playing at Morristown West. And I looked at a lot of different schools in that area, obviously Riverdale because it was in Murfreesboro, Smyrna, mm-hmm. uh, Father Ryan, Montgomery Bell Academy, those two in Nashville. But I, with them winning the state, and it just made more sense for me to go there because – they had yeah. all the notoriety in Middle Tennessee, so yeah. So it wasn't about 
academics it was about no because I, I mean my my grades were my <laughs> grades were already solid i knew that part was right. taken care of my acts were were fine enough to get into ut but mm-hmm. you know i got an opportunity to speak with the coaching staff when i went when i ran track over the summer in nashville and mm-hmm. i told them you know oakland was one of the schools that i was looking at and they talked with my parents and i almost didn't get to play my senior year though really? because zoning you know how oh, all that works right. so um i lived in a part that was zoned for riverdale mm-hmm. and the Riverdale coaches went to the school board and told them that I didn't live in the zone, which we didn't know. Mm-hmm. We thought it was an open school district. And because a real estate agent told us that. Right. <laughs> so after practicing. They just wanted the sale. Right. So after practicing for five days, I was ruled ineligible by the TSSAA. And wow. we had to go to court. So five guys that were, five kids that were zoned for Oakland had to end up going to Riverdale so I could play one season my senior year at Oakland. Otherwise, I was stuck. I couldn't I couldn't have played my senior year. Now, when you were being recruited, you know, you had Lou Holtz, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, was recruiting you and I, others. I had some talk from from Coach Holtz at Notre Dame and mm-hmm. Jackie Sherrill, obviously, at uh, Texas A&M, Billy yeah. Brewer at the time at Ole Miss, which I was not going there because right. it was just weird for me for a coach and his wife and family to live in the dorm. Right. So right. That, <laughs> I was out on, on that one. Uh, Boots Don from MTSU recruited me pretty hard, but mm-hmm. that wasn't a, a program that was attractive to me just because of the size. Yeah. Well, um, when but, you look back, when you look back and, and think about your recruiting, things have changed so much today as far as how recruits are are kind of brought into the program. And and like you mentioned, I was listening to maybe something you said on your show, or I listen to your show all the time. But one of the things that you were talking about was today you've got the DVD. You can send it to a coach, or a coach can send it to you, or you can just pull it up on YouTube, you know? Yeah. So now it's a lot different. Um, the relationship part of this, I think is starting to be started to erode. I think Butch Jones is bringing that back, but for us to, to actually have recruits that have never even had any contact with Tennessee, for instance, a couple that went other places, right? Things have changed. Haven't they? I mean, they, they've changed a lot. The relationship part is pretty much out the window. You've got kids now that are committing because you've got a Chick-fil-A on campus. I mean, it's, it's oh, ridiculous or, you know, a kid is going somewhere like an Oregon because of the uniforms, the the combination right. of uniforms. So it's, it, it has changed a lot. When I went through the recruiting process, you know, you took all of your visits and you fell in love with a particular place mm-hmm. and a style of play. Right. It's, it's different now. I mean, right. kids, they, it's, ADD. Yeah. They right. like the shiny thing. So, well, and Chris was mentioning that all the kids uh, now are starting to commit from Twitter. So you have social media oh, impacting yeah. <laughs> decisions and how they commit. I, I will say this: if Twitter and Facebook was on back then, mm-hmm. Tennessee would not have had a football team mm. <laughs> because we. I mean, right. no, for real, mischievous group that I came in with. There were twenty-two of us in my class in '86, and. I, I don't know if we would have played it down if we if Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, camera phones, and all that stuff right. would have been out there because you know eighteen year olds being eighteen year olds. Right. I mean, you know, but it things are just different now. Yeah. I mean, it, so much more exposure. Uh, you, you can get in trouble over the smallest thing that you say. You, you've got coaches that are backing off commits because they post things that they shouldn't. Right. So it's and that's I think actually something that kids need to understand whatever you post on social media it's out there it's forever there for forever I, I ask anthony weiner or whatever his name is i yeah. mean it's 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 your footprint yeah you're, you're so but you know once you actually left the university of tennessee you actually went on and did a lot of other things so um i know that 
you know, you just spoke of the group that you came in with and you wrote a book actually Vols for life about yeah. those, those individuals because of the fact that you guys have stayed together. You guys are, are still friends, which is very unusual. I think Talk it is. About that. It, it's, we had a very special group of 22 guys, mm-hmm. all different personalities from all different walks of life, all different States. But when we came into the university of Tennessee, we knew that we were going to be something special. We had a scrimmage against the varsity who just beat Miami in the sugar bowl. And we beat them pretty badly to the point to where coaches were upset, but they knew that we had a very special group and you don't get to, I tell people this all the time. You don't get or have 1998 without what we did in 89 and 90 with the back-to-back SEC. And something you told me earlier about those guys that you came in with, something that changed their minds just like it changed yours. Wasn't the Sugar Vols? Sugar Vols, yeah. I mean, we had a guy, Vince Moore, he was going to Miami. Preston Warren was going to Notre Dame. Kelly Days was going to Ohio State. I mean, none of us— it's not like these guys hung around each other. No, I mean, we we weren't coming to Tennessee. Until right. until then, because if you go back and look at what we were watching the past couple of years, you know, in from 82 when we started as freshmen in high school up until that point, Tennessee wasn't very good on the football field. So uh, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, they were more attractive programs. So that but, you know, when we got here on campus and you, you see the 98000 is what it was back then. And the fans were still very, very passionate, even though they were going through, you know, that transition of trying to rebuild a football program. Um, it's, it was different. Did you you guys went, go ahead. I was just, did you ever have a change of heart? Once you got here, did you ever, not 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 at all. When I, when I got here, I had a little bit of concerns because I was going to be close to Morristown again. And I didn't want that type of distraction Mm. just 45 minutes down the road with guys that, and people that I went to high school with. Yeah. I didn't want that (laughs) popping out of the closet, you know, because I'm on campus now trying to start, you know, a new life, but no regrets at all. You know, and I loved every single minute of my time at UT, even when we went through the 88 season and we started out 0 and 6. I mean, it, it brought us very, very close as a team. That's something I wanted to talk about because I remember that was when I be, really was a huge fan, and that's when I started. And I, I was there, you know, during that 0-6 oh, part. I was too. And so, you know, and there was a lot that people went through because Tennessee yes. had not seen that. And and I'm sure that was your freshman year, right? That was my sophomore year. It was your sophomore I mean, that, year. My red shirt sophomore year. Because okay. my, my first year in 86, we went 7-5. and five. We played All Minnesota right. in the uh, Liberty Bowl in Memphis, beat Minnesota, beat them. I can't remember what the score was, but they had a pretty decent team. Uh, the next season, we won oh, 10 yeah. games. We won 10 games and, and beat mm. Indiana in the Peach Bowl. Started out in the kickoff classic in New York against Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever played. And I was, Coach Majors would always redshirt the freshmen. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 88, you know, we had everybody coming back. We knew that we were just going to run the table, win a national championship. You know, we had Reggie Cobb running the ball. Our defense was solid. We go to Georgia and it just, Came un, just came apart. I mean, for for no reason. And then I don't know what happened that year. I mean, and I asked all my teammates, "Do you know what happened?" And right. we prepared the entire summer. Nobody went home. I mean, mm-hmm. we stayed here. We worked out. We conditioned. Do you think uh, it was almost psychological in that you guys were so prepared, you were so ready, and also, you know, the fact that you guys bounced back the way you did and persevered and actually won, I guess, six in a but, row yeah. and continued on. I mean, that had to have taught you a lot of lessons about life. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, to never give up, to stay the course. Um, because during that stretch, we only lost one game. Mm-hmm. After we started 0-6, we lost to Alabama the following year because we were 11-1. and So it, 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 And I wow. can remember Marion Hobby 
standing up after the Alabama game. We lost 28-20 in, in 88, and he goes, we're not going to lose another game. Of course, it wasn't that clean, but right. you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to lose another game. This is it. Right. And, and we didn't until the following year at Alabama. And the whole Alabama thing, I never beat them in my career. I think it was mental. Because we had teams that were better than Alabama. We go down there in 87, rank number five in the nation, and get beat 41-22. I mean, no explanation for it. So it it was just – that week was a whole lot different. And I put some of that on the coaching staff because you could tell that everything got tighter Alabama week. Mm -hmm. It got tight. Right. The, after the ball, after the Saturday ball game, is that when Johnny Majors was making you guys practice two sets of practices? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if I told him the story before he came on, yeah. If Coach Majors didn't like a practice, I can remember being two periods away from being finished. Mm. He would start practice over. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have a twenty hour rule. That was right. we we practiced until Johnny got tired. Yeah. Oh, so whenever you were in the midst of that, and you know you had all of these friends that you were creating. And you guys were in Knoxville, so you you know you had that established kind of um, area that that you were that you were beginning your your life in. Did you ever think while you were going through that that Knoxville was going to be where you would stay, or was it like I'm going to go to the NFL? A lot of players think. Yeah, I mean, you think you're going to go to the NFL, and then when you're here, you know, you want to try and see what else is out there for that you know career wise what you want to do. But yes, the ultimate goal is the NFL, and I got to I got to taste of it I, I did go to california and try and i wanted to try out with the chargers because anthony miller was out there mm-hmm. uh blew my knee out but then i fell in love with california and i stayed out there right. for a couple of years <laughs> uh but then I, I but i made my way back yeah. to east tennessee so and so when we get back from the break i do want to talk about why you chose east tennessee and what it makes it so special and also because this is a place where a lot of people start families and so when they start a family, one of the rituals is on Saturdays. You go to you have game yeah. day, and you're going to be hosting a game day downtown um, coming up later this afternoon. And I know you're excited about that, but we can talk a little bit about why it is that Vol Nation is so special and what really brings that magic out during the fall. Because I mean, I'm so excited, I can't even hide it. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got chills right now yeah. just thinking about it. Absolutely. Well, we have Chris Trees here today with us. We're continuing on with the Vol Nation series. Um, we're very excited about it. And I want you guys to know that our show will be up here a little bit later um, in the hour, and we'll be able to get that so you can share it with friends and family. And don't forget as well, we have Butch Jones in the third segment. We're going to have an exclusive interview with Butch Jones here on game day. So we want to thank everybody for coming in and joining us. Don't forget, facebook.com slash the housing hour. Also, our Twitter handle is at the housing hour. We'll be right back, guys, right after these messages. Where's this going to come from? There's no way. How am I going to pay my mortgage? First, I'd lose my job. And now, I'm about to lose my house. What happened to the American dream? There's got to be something I can do. There is. Keep My Tennessee Home has U.S. funds for struggling Tennessee homeowners. Visit Keep My Tennessee Home at keepmytnhome.org and see if you qualify today. 
I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Home ownership matters, and Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you with all your home financing needs. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, our federally licensed loan officers are ready to help you sort through all the mortgage loan options. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Hi. I'm Brantley Rivers with Acme Block and Brick. Is your backyard ready for the warm weather? The flowers are blooming, the beds are mulched, and the shrubs are trimmed. But is there something missing that you just can't seem to put your finger on? Well, at Acme Block and Brick, our family-owned business has been helping families just like yours since 1942 get the full potential out of their yards by using our hardscape design. We carry high-quality brick and stone products such as Pine Hall, Belden, and Belgarde products. And Acme Block and Brick has the professional staff that has the experience to take your backyard and turn it into the outdoor living space of your dreams. Our helpful staff will also listen to your concerns, work with your budget, and provide the right ideas that will enhance your yard's full potential. So come visit one of our three locations in Kingston, Crossville, and Alcoa or check us out online at acmeblockandbrick.com. Enhance your curb appeal and see what a little stone can do for you. See what a little stone can do. Acme Block and Brick. Hey, I'm Kevin Ray, host of The Housing Hour. Please join me and my co-host Mark Griffith every Saturday from 8 to 9 as we bring you the latest news from the housing market. And be sure to check out our website, thehousinghour.com, for great resources on housing-related issues and links to our archived shows. So join me, Kevin Ray, and Mark Griffith each week as we tackle issues of home ownership. The Housing Hour is a locally produced show presented by Mortgage Investors Group. The Housing Hour, Saturdays from 8 to 9, right here on WOKI. It's a fact. You can make thousands of dollars flipping houses. Discover the secret house flipping formula from Dave and Pete, the stars of A&E's number one hit show, Flipping Boston, for free. Hi, it's Pete and Dave. We're giving you our flipping formula for free. It's what we use to find the right house, flip it fast, and get paid. It's time to stop just talking about flipping houses and start doing it. Now is one of the best times in history. USA Today reported that you can make thousands of dollars in profit flipping houses. In New York City, the average profit was over a hundred. 118 grand. Omaha, it's over 71,000 bucks. Lake Havasu, Arizona, the profit per flip was $87,000. And we're going to show you how we do it for free. Stop dreaming. The houses are there. The opportunity will never be better. And for a limited time, the flipping formula is free. Call now, 800-322-1859 for your free flipping formula strategy guide DVDs. Just pay processing. That's 800-322-1859. 800-322-1859. Monday morning on the Triple H Morning Show, County Mayor Tim Burchett in studio talking about the local impact of Obamacare, a can't-miss interview. Plus, the immigration bill may have a Senate majority, thanks to Senator Corker. Details Monday. Now go enjoy your weekend. We put the saddle of truth on the stallion of talk starting at 5.30 Monday. The Halloran Hilton Hill Morning Show. Talk it up. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, 
Kevin Ray. It's football time in Tennessee. I've always wanted to do that, Mark, and I just got to do it. On the <laughs> that sounded great. That's awesome. Well, we're back in here. We have Chris Treese here today with us. He was a defensive back, free safety, I guess, right? Is that strong, strong, strong safety? safety? Yeah. Um, and so he's here with us, and he played from '86 to '90. And we're talking about his time at the university and what all he went through. And we're talking about as well, you know, what it means really to be a, a VFL for him and Vol Nation and what it is that makes it so special. So we're going to continue on with that conversation. And Chris, I think one of the big things now that we have um, as it regard as regards to um, the Vol Nation series, we want at the, some point, and today is the, that moment where we're going to talk about, you know, what makes it so special. You know, Vol Nation. I mean, what is it? It's, There's something about it. It's you know, it's, it's it's the fans. Yeah. And no matter how many years you played, how many years ago you played, Tennessee fans are so passionate that they're going to remember. And then they just come up to you and start talking about plays that you made during your career. Mm-hmm. And they're it, just a very special group. And plus, Knoxville is just so welcoming. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, everywhere you go, it's just, it's, it's. A big city with that small town feel, right. so it's it's not too big like Nashville where you can get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. But Knoxville is just is just home, you know. Right. And it, like I said, I grew up in East Tennessee, mm-hmm. forty five minutes away in Morristown. So uh, I consider Knoxville my home. Right now, you left for a while and went out to Cali. I guess I was in Cali, and yeah. then I, I came back uh, on to Tennessee in Middle Tennessee and got in your profession. I was in the mortgage <laughs> career. Yeah. Uh, mortgage industry for 16 years mm-hmm. and uh you know middle tennessee that's why i like him so much yeah, yeah. so i was i was there in, in franklin and, and yeah. doing that the whole housing thing and then did you um, do kenny chesney's loan over there no but i i did i did some country artist loans there yeah. in in franklin and, and a Are couple you of interested titans in getting back into uh, you know he asked me that the other day and i said uh no i enjoy yeah. doing what i'm doing too much now but yeah, yeah that that business has changed so much i wouldn't even know where to start right well, to, to wrap know, my head around it to try to get back in it. <laughs> well, Knoxville has great schools, um, has great kind of infrastructure. As as you know, we have a lot of people that come in here from Oak Ridge all the way out to down to Chattanooga. I mean, you've got a, a great area, this corridor right. of, of things going on. Um, but what were some of the reasons that you chose to come back to Knoxville? Well, my story is a little bit unusual because, you know, the floods hit in Nashville mm. and I was here working on Vols for Life, the book, and I uh, got a call from my mother and she said, you can't come back to Nashville for a while. And I was like, why? You know, she goes, well, the interstates are shut down mm. and Williamson County, which is where Franklin is, is completely underwater. Mm-hmm. So I lost everything in the floods. Oh, the only no. thing I had with me was a couple travel bags and a couple suitcases because I was going to stay in Morristown for a couple weeks. So my situation is a little bit different where I was forced to move right. back. I mean, I could have went back to Nashville, but right. I chose to stay. Mm-hmm. So, But it's I stayed here and completely rebuilt my life. I mean, I had, right. to, re, I had to start over from nothing. Right. Well, that's really interesting because there's a lot of things that you can do when you are faced with that type of adversity. Some people yeah. would just give up and give up is has many different meanings. Right. Um, but persevering. And I think those are some of the traits that you learned really growing up in Knoxville. Absolutely. I mean, had we not gone through the season that we did in 1988, I don't think I could have 
came out of the funk, so to speak, mm-hmm. to start over just because we were taught so much during that season. I mean, the coaching staff put a lot of pressure on us. They mm-hmm. took our training table away from us, so wow. we no longer had the T-bone steaks with the shrimp and everything. Mm-hmm. It was cold cuts thrown on the table. They didn't right. even take the twist tie off the bread. So. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that we had Inky Johnson on, and he talked mm-hmm. about adversity kind of forming him. And his character, you're, you just described the same thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, going through that process of, of losing everything, because I had just left Franklin to, to come and visit family up here. And then, you know, I had the house, I had the two cars and, you know, the clothes and everything else. And then when you go back, there's tape on your, you know, caution tape on your house and uh, a sign that says this that dwelling could, is uninhabitable. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Houses are gone, and I had nowhere to live. And this is a mortgage that I'd been paying on for about 10 years, and, you know, I I was doing everything the right way, and then it's gone. Man. And then, and then obviously, you don't have flood insurance because I didn't live in a floodplain. Yeah, you're and in then, Nashville. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, you call FEMA for help, and no, the house costs too much, so we can't help you with anything there. Uh, mm. Homeowner's insurance doesn't cover, or vehicle insurance doesn't cover, you know, the vehicles that were wrong because I had rented a car to come up here. Mm. So it's... When I when I yeah. tell you that I lost everything, I lost everything. Oh man, I mean that's unbelievable. I mean, and there's so many things you think about people who experience that in Nashville, and I don't think people understand all no. across the state how devastating it no. was. I mean, it was. The, it was the pictures. Bad. The pictures you saw were just of areas that they could get to, mm. and Davidson County. That's what they were showing pictures of. But Williamson County was actually hit harder than Davidson County. Mm-hmm. Can we get you to describe the two books that you wrote? You yeah, wrote two, absolutely. didn't you? Yeah, the, the first one, which, you know, we were talking about Tim Davis before the show. Uh, he came and spoke with you guys. He's a mastermind at branding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had worked with him for many, many years uh, in terms of the mortgage business. And he said, I told him I wanted to get out because I felt like something was going to happen with the housing market. And his, <laughs> he said, write a book. And I was like, dude. I'm not writing a book. I don't even like to read. So (laughs) he was like, you got to write a book if you want to start speaking. And he explained all that to me. So it took me 13 months to write the first one because I didn't know if it was put together right. I didn't know. Well, that was Driven. Yeah, Driven is a motivational book about overcoming adversity. And um, so I didn't know if I had enough. Because when you're writing your first one, you're looking at it and go, do I have enough words in this book? Is it? clear enough is it a clear enough right. message where people are going to get it so uh, i got smarter on the second one though balls for life i actually did a recording of all my teammates and the coaches coach majors coach former and all the guys and i had somebody type it so that project went very very quickly and it actually ended up being a bigger book i think it was 432 pages but the stories in that book are just you know phenomenal i catch myself going back reading it all the time just because you you can read it, but then when you go back and reread it, you'll always pull something else out of it. Now, they can purchase your book at your website, correct? Correct. ChrisTrees.com. Okay, mm-hmm. ChrisTrees.com, and you can just click right there. You have um, the books on sale there for people to be able to purchase. And, you know, I was just looking at your site in the Vols for Life. Um, it's a very interesting cover. I like the cover of that. That's really that's cool. the one thing that I will thank Derek Dooley for yeah. because he oh, had really? to sign off on that. It is all of our names in the shape of the power T, uh, all 22 right. guys. And wow. on the back of it, it's got the endorsement from coach majors and coach Fulmer. And you can actually get a copy locally too at hound dogs, hound dogs uh, okay. on Kingston Pike. So, um, yeah, but coach Dooley, he did allow me to use mm-hmm. that, which 
The pre- one thing he the did right. The one thing he did right. But we because we didn't think it was gonna work. We were yeah. like, uh, that's a power tee. There's no way he's gonna sign off on that. And and he did. That is awesome. Well, in the remaining moments, we only have one minute left. But um what do you think about Butch Jones? What what's he gonna do? You know what? I, I think he's gonna turn this program around. I think we finally have the right guy. We have a true football coach back in here. He's old school. He reminds me a lot of former and coach majors combined. Mm. So I, I think we have the right guy with the right attitude and I'm excited to see them play later today. So I, I'm really excited about the product that's going to be on the field. And he also looks like General Nealand a little bit as well. He does. He's, yeah. he's rocking the short, flat top. And yeah, he's, <laughs> but you know what? He's, he's a true football coach and everything that he preaches about family is genuine. Yeah. And, and that's a relationship. Yeah. And that's evident with him bringing back all the former players so, he, and he giving us saying, full access. He kept, he keeps saying, and I hear him all the time, this is in a, de- he's in a development business. Yes. He's developing people. Football is second. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he, he wants to develop young men. And yeah. if you do it the right way, then they'll be productive off the field. And But you also have that product on the field that everybody's going to be extremely proud of. Well, we appreciate you coming in today. Thank you so well, much, and good luck uh, later today. Thanks for having me, guys. I enjoyed good it. see you, Chris. Absolutely. Chris Treese. You can find him at chrisTreese.com. All of his information is right there. So Chris is now headed down. He's going to get situated and get ready for the big game. And he sounded but, really fired up for the game. Yeah. So it's it's good to see that that blood orange still boils in the veins. Huh? Oh, I tell you. And, you know, I've listened to a few interviews with him on just YouTube and some different places. And, you know, he talks about that magic, you know, being in Neyland and having the experience that you have. And you played in the band. You you were able to stand on whatever yard line you were. And, oh, and- absolutely. You know, opening up the tee is the most uh, fun thing that you could ever do. He mm-hmm. talks about the most exciting thing of his career was running through the tee. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a, a band geek, uh, <laughs> it's opening up the tee, you know, right. and playing that fight song. So that's pretty cool. That's incredible. I, you know, I forget sometimes that you did that and not nobody there's, there's maybe how many, I, don't I was know. actually in the last group of band members that opened it up on the, uh, the T on the East oh, student yeah. East and then, um, or, or yeah, that's it. We, it's student East. And then we turned the T formation the next year to open up, uh, on the, the, uh, North side. Yeah. That's incredible. Did you notice, and this is a little bit off subject, but it has to do with UT that they're selling the band hats. Did you get a, a one of yours, a hundred bucks, some of the original ones, cause they're buying new ones. You could take your Neyland stadium memento home with you and it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> um, I, I did not see that. I thought it was kind of interesting, but I tell you what the plume. Mm-hmm. It's, it was real ostrich feathers, mm-hmm. and they're like a hundred bucks a piece for the plume. The, wow. the white thing that's on top of the helmet. You know, did you wear one of those? Oh, absolutely, you had to wear Do one. Do you have any pictures by chance? We need to get those up yeah, on actually, Facebook. Actually, there page. was a book that was written uh, several years ago, and there's a picture of it, and there's me playing the trumpet, but I forgot the name of the book. No kidding. I, I can't. I don't know why I got on the picture. Interesting. Of, but anyway. Well, Chris was very nice to come in, especially with his busy day today. And, you know, Chris experienced some interesting times back in 86 through 1990. You know, you had a lot going on. I, I just I didn't realize how successful they were starting in um, mid-year in 88. And, oh, yeah. I that, mean, they that's... won, you know, like 13 of, no, 18 of 19 games, I think. Yeah, it was. You know, the other thing that you got to remember back in the 0-6 season uh, and, and for Fans that went to every game, which my buddy and I, uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Simpson, who right. comes on, our we, expert, we, our expert, uh, we used to go to those games. It would rained almost every single game. Mm. It was terrible weather, and sometimes it called in the Kentucky game. And you I had think, to walk up the hill both it, ways. It was, it was, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> Not only that, but I think it was the Kentucky game or the Vandy game. It rained 
and it snowed that day. It thundered and lightning, rain and snow. Are you a serious? little bit of snow. It was like everything. It's That's like, crazy. Everything else. No, I guess it wasn't Kentucky because we won those games. It was right. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we don't lose to them. <laughs> We Except for lately, unfortunately, yeah. you know, so, so Chris, Chris also pointed out too, which, you know, his, his book driven, I think is exactly his story and it's all in one because driven is about persevering and, and him going through what he's went through personally, um, changing careers professionally, losing his house to the flood, you know, his mom telling him, Hey, you can't come back to Franklin. You know, I mean, that's really what kind of incorporates everything, all of the characteristics, all of the traits that, that we have, I think as, as Americans, frankly, and he really just, it's, it's really just a microcosm of, of the entire society. And so I think his book would be a real good read. And then also Vols for Life. I think that's an interesting book as well. I have not read either one, unfortunately, but I will read both. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things we were talking about off off air, um, he talked about Johnny Majors, and I said, "What's the biggest piece uh, that you remember about Johnny Majors?" And he told me that it was about life uh, outside of the uniform. Mm. It's just how he gave you life principles of how to live, mm. how to be a better person, how to be a better student, and a, and a better volunteer. So, wow. I mean, and that's exactly what Fouad Reves said mm-hmm. in, in his interview. So, Absolutely. all the coaches, they, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and you look at our coaches. And it's almost like a presidency in a lot of ways because, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've only had, what, uh, four coaches in the last whatever. I mean, it's, it's a long time. Um, we had the Kiffin and the, the Dooley. But <clears throat> other than that, you had a long career for these folks. And, and, and I think the Inky made that mention as well that he helped. What Fulmer's big thing was he wanted to make you a good man. He wanted mm-hmm. to help you to be able to go beyond football and learn what you're going to do. And, and, and also, they're going to be husbands. They're going to be fathers. They're going to be whatever someday. And that's really more important than football. And we have all those coaches that were Vols for life. I mean, mm-hmm. all of them, all the past coaches, former mm-hmm. Going back, we're all big Tennessee Kiffin, fans. Kiffin still wears a Tennessee shirt under his. <laughs> yeah, I know what he, he might do with that one. Yeah, but uh, you know the the great thing about it is Butch Jones has a chance to uh, to to start a legacy of his own, and That's I right. just wish him the best and looking forward to this game. Yeah, this and afternoon. Butch Jones. Speaking of that, right after this break, we're going to have Butch Jones for you right here on the Housing Hour. We're going to talk to him about. Tennessee about family faith. We're going to talk to him about things that you might not uh, normally hear Butch talk about. And it specifically goes back now to the way it was before. I think the way that coach Fulmer was the way that coach majors was, you know, building those relationships. So you guys got to come back and join us right after these messages. Thank you all for stopping in today to the housing hour. We'll be right back in just a few moments. 